You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome I'm back to 32 world, Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? Rolling great. I haven't really spoken to you this week, first time in a long time, because you are on a social media hiatus. Uh, are we, <laughs> we have to talk about that? Yeah, we have to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Why are you on a social media hiatus? I, I don't want to sound like holier than thou, so I'm not sure how to talk about it. No, but. no, no. You, what, why is this week different? Oh, you're also on a holier than thou hiatus? All right. So, so let me just preface this by saying that my personal uh, religious opinions are that, although obviously I, I think that what I do, or not what I do because I'm flawed, but, but what I aspire to do is correct, I'm very, very strongly in belief that you that you should not impose uh, your religious uh, practices on others. I very strongly believe that. Mm-hmm. So I just want to preface that because I don't want to sound like I'm holier than thou or I'm implying that because I'm doing stuff that other people should be doing it or whatever. But um, so there were because there were sort of two reasons why. And one of them is religious based, which is uh, it is the month of Elul, which is, um, you know, the way that uh, for secular New Year's uh, you celebrate and party the way that you should. But because uh, Jews are guilt ridden, and uh, we, we go to synagogue all day on New Year's and we and we pray and we fast and we and we mourn and we apologize for all the bad things we've done. And so in the month leading up to that, which is the month of Elul, some anyhow, try and uh, take stock and apologize for misgivings and things like that. And so I think that the greatest sin that I commit on a daily basis is Lush and Hara, is gossip. And uh, that's obviously the entire purpose of social media. So part of it was I wanted to try and address that. That's the entire purpose? What do you mean the entire purpose? That's not the entire purpose. I mean, I don't, I don't gossip. I just, you know, grow my brand. Ugh, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I learn stuff. I don't know. Well, that's in terms of reading, but in terms of posting, right? Yeah. So that's part of it. And, and also, most of what you're reading is Lesh and Hara, let's be honest. Uh, I mean, the, the news is Lesh and Hara. Um, but uh, so that was part of it. And then the other part is I do this from, you know, like when I when I went on a diet, for example, what did I do? I like I, I, I do things 100 percent or zero uh, mm-hmm. because I think I tend to have a, like an addictive personality and I get very, very yeah. into things. So I try to make a point of cutting things off cold turkey from time to time just to be sure that I can. So I'll make a point of it could be anything. It could be smoking, it could be drinking, it could be playing a game like I make a point of not doing it at all for mm-hmm. two weeks or a month every once in a while just to prove to myself that I can do that. Okay. So I said this was not imposed by anyone else, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm sure people are speculating. Like I said to Jen Friday night, I said, uh, I said, I'm not going to use social media for a week. And she said, why? And then, and then I sort of explained that reason. And she thought I was being silly. 
but uh, which she usually does. And so no Facebook, no Twitter. Now I did post the uh, the league update for the 32 fans fantasy league because I you know I have an obligation to the 64 members of that league mm-hmm. to update it. And I thought that you would could have asked me. So. No, you could ask me. Yeah. I could have done that. All right. And so I did I did post that, but I'm not. Now you have um, to take next week off because you broke it. Oh. <laughs> but then like, where do you draw the line? Because like texting or emailing someone or talking yeah. to someone on the phone like that's yeah, not you will media. email. You will. You're yeah. Just not well, I need to communicate with people Twitter, in the world, Facebook, obviously. WhatsApp. Yeah, well, so, but WhatsApp, the, the group chats on WhatsApp are, I mean, you know, those, so ex- exactly, so how do you draw the line? So the group chats are the primary form of social media that I use and the primary thing that I waste most of my day on and that I'm committing mm-hmm. the Lush and Hara on. So much, much just, quieter this week, all the group chats with no chest. Yeah. Yeah, with no with no Chester. So I decided to not do those. Um, so I wasn't even going to read them all week. Um, but then I decided, you know what? I'm allowed to read them because I'm going read, on Twitter. Now, so you're reading what we're speculating about you? You're just not responding? Oh, what? A well, do you know how much harder that is, by the way? Because yeah. like all like the terrible takes like in my fantasy. Like uh, uh, there's so many. And like there's an Israeli election today. Like you're going to explode. Like when is this over? Saturday night? Uh, I mean, uh, honestly. That you know that was the intent, but you know maybe I'll keep it. I, and the other thing was I wanted to see after a week. Well, did I really miss it or not? Like how much impact in my life? Because you know you have this FOMO when you're like, oh my god, I can't, I gotta be in my groups and I gotta be uh-huh. on Twitter and I gotta be replying. And but liking. also part of it is like it's just it, people say social media, but it's not you like hitting up women in Instagram DMs. You are um, you are you know talking to your friends, which you don't do yeah. outside of social media for the most part. Yeah, well, it's a different circle. Yeah, the friends I see different in person circle, right. my you friends have, online are very The, the weird thing about growing up, again, this is a football podcast. The weird thing yeah. about growing up is like you might like the people who like you grew up with or your college buddies, but you're only really friends with the people who live in your neighborhood. <laughs> At least in like well, the people you world. see on a day to day. The people you see, see, yeah, the people you yeah, see. Yeah, but the people, people that are your you. friends, like I talk to people that I grew up with, or high school, or college, or whatever, like, or, or people like you, who I guess yeah. I met later. But like the, the people I t- I talk to, the, the people in my neighborhood, I hang out with on the weekend, right? And then, well, more than that, I play softball once a week. I play but also, poker like once your a week, your so. uh, wife is more likely to be friends with their wife. Your kids are going to be friends with their kids versus like yeah, yeah, people who who live an hour away from you or or yeah. further. They're not going to be like yeah. That. And I and I they had some try study back in the day. George separate. Like I don't, you know, I don't like when people in my neighborhood listen to my podcast or family members. True, you know, I try to keep those worlds separate. Yeah, yeah, business and pleasure. All right, let's talk about football because there's there's so much to talk about. Both yeah. our teams had bad weeks. Uh, my team had like a, a like a soul crushing like decade ending, and not this decade that's ending. I mean the next decade. Like this yeah. week ruined the next decade. I mean, you uh, might have single-handedly killed Monday Night Football. And I think Josh Freeman's we performance the Vikings it. years ago did. Yeah, the, the Jets started Monday Night Football in 1970 against the Browns, and they may have ended it last night yeah. against the Browns. I, I, it's crazy because we were like, well, you know, we got two games against the Dolphins. We got the game against the Giants. Maybe we'll split with the Bills. And now it's the opposite. Now the Giants are looking at the schedule like, sweet, we have Luke Falk maybe coming down. Like, yeah. you know, the Jets could, you know, for, the Dolphins aren't going 0-16 because no one's getting swept by the Jets. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins are pretty bad. No, but. the Dolphins have been much worse, and like Darnold could come back, and the Jets could be a normal bad team instead. Yes, but of the current iteration of the Jets is almost as bad as the Dolphins. But I feel bad because every time the Jets are on like a Monday Night Football, since re- the Jets really campaigned to be the third team on Thanksgiving with the Lions and the Cowboys, it was a big deal for Woody Johnson, and he, he's always felt like the sec the step redheaded stepchild. Uh, no offense to redheads or stepchildren in. Uh, you know, in New York, and, and they played in Giants Stadium for a million years, and the commissioner clearly likes the Giants and doesn't like Woody, partially because Woody uh, once accused them of fixing a coin toss when they were deciding who played the first game in the new stadium. 
uh, to the media. He said that uh, he didn't trust Goodell to do a coin toss, which wasn't televised, which was kind of shady. Um, and uh, uh, so he said, let's let the Jets be the third team. And I think the league was like considering it. And then that night was the butt fumble game. And then like the Jets <laughs> have never not disgraced themselves on Monday Night Football yeah. since or Thursday Night Football. Yeah. Unwatchably uh, bad game. Yeah, because the the thing that you flip week one is actually the best of the week in a weird way, even though it's, it's it was so sloppy. Because when every team has their quarterback, it's really exciting. The thing you forget that sucks about the NFL is five or six teams lose their quarterbacks, rendering all of those games borderline unwatchable. Well, I mean, it depends. The Colts, I think, are an exception to that. Yeah, the, well, the Colts had a top ten backup. The Saints remains to be seen, but their backup, you know, certainly has a better pedigree than any other teams. Uh, you know, Gardner Minshew has shockingly been fine, even though on paper he was, someone pointed out, every backup in the league had starting experience or was a high-round draft pick, like, say, Drew Locke or Daniel Jones. He's the only guy who has no starting experience and was, and was not even a high-round pick this year. Uh, so they were, in theory, would have been 32nd if we had ranked the backups before this year. Uh, but now Minshew mania has taken over. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, uh, they, they came, you know, obviously they came within a play winning that game, so... Um, so and by I, the way, and yeah. we really people have to stop draw. I mean, people have been doing crazy things. Like someone dropped Antonio Brown in one person's fantasy league. One of our listeners emailed me. Someone else just emailed me and said, "Should I drop Kirk Cousins in fantasy to pick up Teddy Bridgewater?" Like people have to relax and stop drawing ridiculous conclusions from two weeks. I agree. You know? uh, well, I'll tell you what happened in one of my leagues uh, today. The uh, the commission's son and their and their best friend <laughs> made a trade. That like tore the league asunder, and the league has been going on for many, many years. He traded um, Duke Johnson, and he he traded Brandon, uh, not Brandon Cooks. Um, he traded, he got Duke Johnson. He gave away Stephon Diggs. Just a yeah. terrible trade, like not the fourteenth best receiver <laughs> for like the thirtieth best running back. Yeah, and he said, and he said like, well. Because it's a league where only two receivers and two running backs start. Well, Diggs couldn't start for me and Johnson would. So I guess that's not like the craziest thing other than like every team in the league, myself included, would have given you a would better have given running him a much back better for, running back. for, for yeah, Diggs had you spent 10 seconds. But yeah. then I looked at his team and Diggs is his best receiver. He was starting John Brown and, uh, and Godwin. Godwin's pretty good, but John Brown is not. Yeah, um, so he's a liar. No, he's not a liar. He's dumb. Like he's dumb. He like he. Oh, he's, he's dumb. Okay. Like he he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, it's and, always stupid or liar. There's and, only two options. And Duke, no, there's no collusion involved. He he's the one who ended up trying to quit the league, not the guy who was ripping him off. And then Duke Johnson, who who is his son? You said. Yeah. No, his son is his son is the ripper offer here. Uh, yeah. His friend is is the one who got ripped well, that's off. Parent and then, abuse. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's not the it's not his best friend's son. It's the commission. Right, I don't I don't care about the familiar. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so uh, he said, "Oh well, Duke Johnson would start for me, but he has Mixon and Chubb, and he can only start two running backs." Oh, it's oh, just yeah. it's so the worst trade of ever. You know, it's just insane. So, but but it he's got vetoed. But it got vetoed, and I, you can't veto for for mismanagement. Why are you in such idiotic leagues? I, you because you just said you live near people. You have to be in leagues with them. You have to be friends. No, with I them. don't. No, I have friends. I, I'm not in the league of my next door neighbor, actually. He invited me, and I said, no, thanks. I well, said, it's my, a bad uh, social move. You should be in their league. You should talk to them about it, even no, though it's below I your talked, level. I talked to them. I spent, I spent Saturday from noon until 7 p.m. with them. That was enough. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Anyway, yeah. so, yeah. So then I became. Right. So complained about the Jets. The commission complained about Now I'm team. commission of six different leagues. Well, five and a half. Yeah. Although your moron brother just made a big mistake. I might take. He might have to watch out. I might take over for him also. He's on strike, <laughs> yeah. too. I'm telling you if he, he listens to this. 
Straight, yeah. You know what? I'm not going to ban him as commish. If he screws me over again, I'm not letting him post his movies podcast on our feed for a month. How about that? Is that a fair punishment? I don't care. Okay. I'm not getting involved in your fantasy league. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Can uh, I complain about the Vikings now? Yes. Complain about the Vikings. So first of all, it's funny because I came out of that game honestly, cautiously optimistic. And, and my dad, like, and my dad's been a Vikings fan literally since day one. He has seen everything. He has seen the Hail Mary game. He has seen four lost Super Bowls. He's seen Gary Anderson and Blair Walsh and, and 12 men on the field. So I don't understand why. But he was so upset on Sunday. He said his hands were shaking for an hour after the game. He had to go get a couple drinks to relax. Like, my dad's not a drinker. Like, I don't understand what is going on with my dad. Maybe we got to bring Jerry back on to, to figure out, like, what's going on with him. But um, he was, like, so incredibly upset by this game. And I was sort of cautiously optimistic, and I'll tell you why. Because they went into Green Bay. Uh, you know, everything that could go wrong went wrong the first quarter. They were down 21 nothing almost immediately. And they dominated the game from that point forward. That's despite the fact that Kirk Cousins had an abysmally atrocious game. Stefan Diggs had one of the worst non-Laquan Treadwell games I've ever seen a wide receiver have. Yeah. The referees Although he did have a, he did have a touchdown taken away also. He scored a touchdown and he had a second one taken away. Okay, uh, he had a third down drop on what would have been a score. There was no, no he one played terribly, and, and he had no catches okay. until then, the fourth then, quarter. Then he had a bobble on a, ball, on a ball that was picked. It bounced off his body and then was mm-hmm. picked. So that's, t- right? Yes, then he had the touch on that was taken off the board. Dean Blandino said that was the most surprising ruling related to the new uh, PI rule this year. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was just an inc- Even Tony Dungy was complaining about it on Twitter. Tony Dungy's like the Magic Johnson on Twitter yes. in the NFL. It was an abysmally bad call. Um um, oh, by the way, uh, the, t- the Vikings had five offensive pass interferences called in this game, which I assume has to be a record. That Excuse me, they lot. had four. Four off- There was one on the Packers, so there were five in this game. Four on the Vikings, one on the Packers. The Packers had no defensive PIs. Um, the, the, the Adam Thielen had an uh, offensive PI on another one, that, on a one in the end zone, on him. So, all right, you know, so you're blaming all... everyone except Cousins, who made the worst throw no, 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 of the no, no, entire no, no, I'll get to that. decade. But no, and, and then, obviously, they missed an extra point, and they missed the field goal. And if they don't miss all those kicks, they would have won the game anyway. All right, but every team in the league is missing kicks these last two weeks, if you haven't noticed. Everyone's, yeah, except the there Bears, There must be something the with way. the ball. Yeah, there must except be something the with the ball, because everyone is missing kicks. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and the referees, I mean, just those pass interference calls. I mean, I, I actually was writing down notes from uh, things the announcers were saying during the game. At one point, one of the announcers said, I don't know if it was Moose or the other guy, said, is it me or does it seem like every single call in this game has gone against the Vikings? And that's like the announcer saying it. And then later on, they said, there must be steam coming out of Mike Zimmer's head with the way this game has been officiated. So um, so th- th- that was all very frustrating. But the reason I'm op- optimistic is this. First of all, Delvin Cook. I have not seen that at running back since, like, Adrian Peterson at his peak. I mean, he is an incredible football player. Second best running back in the league? I, don't, I mean, there's a lot of good running backs in the yeah. league. But, but it just it's, – it's not – like, a lot of guys just get the stats and you think, oh, and you plug anyone back there. I mean, like, no, he's you know, really with good. All due respect, with all due respect to James Conner, I think anybody, you know, with that offensive line. But the Vikings – I mean, Cousins was under pressure all day long. There was no uh, – the, 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 the offensive line had a rough game. And – it was just an incredible performance by Cook. So that made me optimistic. The fact that the Packers' offense did nothing for three quarters made me optimistic. And again, the fact that if you take away any one of those drops, and uh, the, 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 the Diggs drop, either one of the two Diggs drops, the Diggs offensive PI, the Thielen offensive PI, if you reverse any one of those plays, the Vikings win this game. And that's with Cousins playing abysmally, abysmally awful. And the, the reason I'm not jumping to conclusions about Cousins is because, as I've complained a lot, like there's certain quarterbacks that whenever they do well, everybody just ignores it. Whenever they do bad, everybody jumps on them. You know, like your, your, your Cousins or your Tony Romo or whatever. Um, last year in Week 2, they went into Green Bay. Cousins had the most insane game of his life. They had a miracle 16-point comeback in, in you know the last couple minutes of the game. Again, they ended in a tie because of all the missed kicks. Did Cousins get credit then? Did everybody say, oh, my God, Kirk Cousins is so good? No, they didn't. 
So if you're not going to give Cousins credit when he has an incredible game in Lambeau, you can't jump all the way down his back when he has an awful game. So he did have an awful game. But, you know, he's a 30-year-old guy. I have a longer track record of him than one week. So uh, do I think that he's an incredible quarterback? No. But look at all the uh, – look how bad Matt Ryan's been, a former MVP. What is he, had five interceptions in two games? Mm-hmm. Look at Cam Newton, another former MVP, how bad he is. And, he yeah, and you played right a good now. defense. I, you know, I was super high yeah. on the Packers defense. They've looked great for two weeks now. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Well, I guys. mean, they gave up well over 400 yards to the Vikings. You know, the, I, the Vikings really – as bad as Cousins played. Cousins had the worst game I've ever seen him play other than maybe Week 17 last year, and they still came so close. And it was in Green Bay, so that's why I'm cautiously optimistic, honestly. And I told my dad, like, you got to stop drinking. But anyway. Yeah. Um, um, you know, yeah, I, look, as I said, I said, would you rather be the Saints? Would you rather be the Steelers? Would you rather be like the whole host of the Panthers? I mean, there's a lot of teams with bigger issues at quarterback right now than the Vikings. It's an interesting question because the Saints team, in my opinion, is so much better than the Vikings team. But can the Saints uh, tread water for six weeks minimum? Yeah, I don't know. I think they can. I think their team is good enough. I think Bridgewater is the ideal backup. I think with more reps, hopefully. I mean, obviously, he has no athleticism anymore. Not that he was ever super athletic, but. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, he's he's not he's not what he once was, and he looked really bad. That I mean, yeah. but they also this they, is the easiest. They lost the I've rank. literally been saying this since high school. This is not a new take at all. Or whenever, um, I mean, there was a play in a Broncos Chargers game once with Philip Rivers in like 2007 or something. But like, it is the easiest fix in the world. You let the play finish, and then you come back and make the announcement, right? Yeah. If they think it's an incomplete pass, that's fine. Don't blow your whistle. Let the play finish. Let the guys run all the way down there. And and I guess they're gonna argue it's an injury concern. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're a Saints fan, I mean, that's not why you lost the game. You lost by 18 points. You got blown out and Breeze got injured. But, like, just an abominable decision by the referees. <sighs> yeah. Uh, let's, let's, go yeah. Through, let's go through the week three games and, and we could ha- hit our – The week uh, three games. Okay. Yeah, uh, and then we'll hit our what happened. Yeah, well, because it's sure. already Tuesday afternoon. Yes, that's true. Now, we've had some listeners saying to us we should be doing two podcasts a week, one on Monday or Tuesday to discuss the, the previous week's games and one on Thursday to preview the next week's games. Yeah, I'm for it. Yeah, uh, that's a lot of work. Yeah, I and think. The, 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 yeah, go ahead. If we do a Patreon, I'll do two two a week. Yeah, I, that, I don't know. That that seems like a lot of work for me because it's not. You're not. You're not picking up the slack on the tech side, right? I know, but we're not. We're not. We're not like promising like fancy tech stuff. We're just doing two episodes. Yeah. All right. Fine. So let's. Uh, you know the uh, fine. So let's start about week three. Tennessee and Jacksonville. Um, per tradition, is a Thursday night game every year. Yeah, but not. Um, I think this is the best Tennessee Jacksonville game we've had in a while. Even though Jacksonville is missing their quarterback. Well, I, so I don't know what to think of Jacksonville because they went into Houston and Houston looked incredible in Week One. As long yeah. and we said, as long as Deshaun Watson's healthy, you know, obviously they're completely screwed after this year. They have no draft picks, and Bill O'Brien's going to get fired if they don't win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But all that. Well, both these said, teams are screwed. Both these teams are. are yeah, but they do look good like the right two now. biggest win now teams. The Jaguars. Like yeah. your team, your I mean your team is 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 maybe the third big win now team. Yeah, because you definitely. like you're gonna struggle to get under the cap. Um, yeah. so are the Jaguars. They but the Jaguars have this weird thing where like they're the only team in the league committed to you know well over fifty percent to defense. Yeah. So they have well, no well, money and Jaylen, no way to improve their, their, their offense. Their second best defensive player is about to leave. So yeah, but they're going. I mean, yeah, I guess ideally you, you trade for uh, you know a first round pick and you pick uh, you know either yeah. Foles replacement or or wide receiver one or something. Yeah. But I just I, I'm and I guess we'll get to Houston. We we'll get to Houston. But that Jacksonville Houston game, I just didn't understand why Houston could not move the ball on offense. Well, what do you mean a bad offensive line against the top five defensive line? Why? why what don't you understand about that? Yeah, okay, but Houston's offensive line was worse last year, or at least as good mm-hmm. than the year before. And Jacksonville's defense was just as good, right? No, New I think Orleans Jacksonville's has, defense New Orleans is, is a very good front four, also. And and when Deshaun Watson, you know, was fine. So I I was you know the fact and Jacksonville you know could have should have won that game. 
didn't love I don't didn't love taking the ball out of Minshew's hand on the two point conversion. Obviously, right. but, you know this isn't easy. This line made no sense. You and I both thought Jacksonville should be favored in Jacksonville, Tennessee's favorite on the road. Um, you know the the way the Tennessee looked in week two. You know that that game was only close because of Inetari all his missed kicks. So to me. You know, I'm not sure why Tennessee's favored in this game, and, and I'm going to pick Jacksonville to win this game. I think not all that four, I think that they're all four of these. Not that I think they're much better, close. but all yeah. four of these teams. No, I think it's a, I think it's a close game. I mean, you like it's pretty easy to say that the worst team in the division is Jacksonville, especially because they're missing yeah. a QB. But yeah. and Houston's maybe a little bit better. But all four of these teams could be nine and seven, could be eight and eight, seven and nine, and nobody would really be surprised. I mean, yeah, I'm but, t- but Tennessee Houston favored by one and a half in Jacksonville means that if it was in Tennessee, they'd be favored by seven. There are three or four teams. People were like, "Hey, you really suck at guessing the lines," which is true. But maybe Vegas sucks at setting lines because I've been really good at predicting the game so far, and <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I think ten and four uh, in in or pick seven against the spread, and I, some of these Pretty lines good. are dumb because people are assuming that Jacksonville's bad when they're not. People are assuming that Detroit's bad when they're not, and people are assuming that Arizona's much worse than they are. So those lines yeah. are dumb in my opinion, and you should bet them. Uh, yeah, this yeah, it's insane that Tennessee would be favored in Jacksonville. Minchu but hold on a second, hold on, good. hold on. But you guessed the wrong way. For the Chargers Lions game last week, me, Bill, and Sal all guessed it was about three. You said it was five and a half. Well, so you but, went the wrong way on that. Yeah, one. but now I'm like, okay, fine. They're good, and then and then now I'm wrong. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. By the way, and, and winning straight up head uh, winners and losers, you beat me again by one for the second week in a row. Although our only disagreement was Buffalo and the Giants, and that's why you won because you picked Buffalo, I picked the Giants. So mm-hmm. uh, good job by you. So Tennessee at Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville's going to win. I think it's going to be an ugly, low-scoring game. Yeah, I agree. I think Jacksonville's going to win. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's get to the Sunday games. We'll start with uh, the Bills, who I just mentioned, who uh, now two and zero with a couple of wins against the Giants and the Jets, uh, which is not that impressive. Although now they get the Bengals. So the Bengals, another weird team. Week one, they go into Seattle. They lose by one. They play very close. And then they come home in week two. And, I mean, other than, obviously, the Patriots game. I mean, that might have been the biggest blowout of the week, the, uh, what the 49ers did in Cincinnati. The, yeah, so you have a 2-0 and team hosting an 0-2 team. But I, I, I don't know how many people think that the 2-0 team is going to win. The, the Bengals are going to have a tough time moving the ball. The, 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 your guess of the spread, you thought that Cincy is actually a slightly better team than Buffalo on a neutral field. Can I, well, can I, can I have, issue a hot take after two weeks? Yeah. I thought Josh Allen was scarier than Baker Mayfield. Baker was really bad. I mean, yes, well, he, I, I said that in week one and you made fun of me. He had yeah. all those turnovers. But. Uh, no, he sucks. Like, I'd obviously much rather have Baker Mayfield than Josh Allen. But I couldn't yeah. believe how bad Baker Mayfield was last night. Like, yes, he threw the yeah. slant to Odell and he ran for touchdown. Guess who did that a million times the last two years? Eli. Yeah, yeah. The Browns scoring 23 points against the Jets, yeah. uh, the way the Jets The Jets didn't turn night. the ball over until the end of the game, so it's not like they had a defensive touchdown or even like uh, you know a possession starting at the 20. But if you watch the game, every single possession started at midfield. So, tw- I mean, yeah. 23 is always a tricky number because that means there's three field goals that you get. You know, a lot of drives that easily could have been touchdowns could easily yeah, be I was very underwhelmed by the Browns' offense. Yo, I was whelmed by the Browns, too, for sure. A, a real team should have beat the Jets a 1,000. The, the only player I was not underwhelmed by was Miles Garrett, who might be the best player in the entire NFL other than Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he was just – he was – he, he's a cheater. Like, he was lining up offsides every single play and when he wasn't offsides ending quarterbacks' careers. But he is unblockable. He's a scary man. Yeah. So, um, since he had Buffalo – I guess the Bills are going to be three and zero. I would not bet any like if I was betting six or seven games this week, this would be still be one I would not even touch. Um, but I, I think the yeah, I, I'm going to pick the Bills to win. But I, no, I, I'm going to no take confidence. the points because I think it's like five and a half, and I think it's going to be closer than that. Okay. 
Like I mean, the Bills are still two and zero, but in my power rankings, they're you know they have yet to climb. The Bengals are a not there, good so. team, but I don't think they're like an abominable team at all. Yeah, I mean, again, they lost by one in Seattle, so uh, you know they had all those. You know, Andy Dalton had a couple picks against San Francisco, but I, th- I think he can do a little better than that. Miami at Dallas. This line to me is one of the craziest lines I've ever seen. Well, the thing is, like Miami's quit on their right. Dallas. Well, here's the thing: Dallas is not good enough to be a twenty point favorite against exactly. The, Dallas is a twenty one point favorite. In the history of the NFL, Akiva, yeah. do you know how many times there has been a spread of 21 or more? I'm going to say a six. Ah, that is exactly correct. Oh, yeah. That was a guess, actually. I have not seen By the that. way, uh, how many of those six did the underdog cover? I'm going to guess five out of six. All six. In fact, there's been eight games in history where it was a spread of greater than 20, and the underdogs are 8-0 in those games. Now, these are the But they've the never won. Point, no, right? A 20-point 20 huh? favorite's never lost, I assume, outright. Uh, no, the, the, the biggest upset in terms of an outright win is obviously uh, your Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Super Bowl four, and then, and then of course, the game that's, that I that's tweeted about. That's 18 and a half? Yeah, and, and then the game that I tweeted about um, yesterday, which, which was, was or last tweet, week, wait, which was... Tweeted, oh yeah, okay. Social last week. So, so, so last week, I made a similar argument about why you should take the, pa- uh, the points in the Patriots-Dolphins game, which is Bill Belichick was 0-5 with spreads of greater than 17 in his career, and um, and then and then I, and then I did this whole tweet there just because it's an interesting game. In 1978, the Baltimore Colts went into New England as 17 and a half point underdogs and won the game outright, mm-hmm. which is the biggest which is the biggest upset uh, in NFL history other than your Super Bowl. What was New um, England doing to be 17 and a half point favorites that year? In 1978, or did the Colts not have a team? Like did the Colts like bring <laughs> no? New, New England went 11 and five. Yeah, but okay, it, well, the Colts were that bad. I guess the Colts were bad the whole 70s, basically, right? Um, the Colts were five and 11. Yeah, so. Yeah, Un- unclear why it was 17 and a half, but... I mean, um, obviously, the, listen, the Cowboys are going to win this game. Are they going to cover? Probably not. Am I going to put any money on it either way? Definitely not. Um, yeah. The Dolphins... By are- the way, so as I said, there's been eight games in NFL history uh, with a spread of more than 20. Mm-hmm. Four of those were Patriots games, three of them in the 2007 season. Okay. So And, and I they didn't cover any of the three times. Season. Well... No, none the of those have been covered. There's the never big been blowout cover. was the, there's never the Dolphins been a cover game. Of more than 20 points. Remember that it was 35 nothing at halftime? Patriots Dolphins but I don't think that was a 20 point spread I think after that people realized oh this team is like that was sort of their coming out party no, for in 2007 like, when the Dolphins played at New England it was a 22 and a half point spread oh so okay fine so it was and they covered that right or did they yeah did the they Patriots blow? won 28 to 7 so you said nobody's ever covered a 20 something point spread no the Patriots won yeah the Patriots won 28 to 7 oh they didn't cover I said did you cover did they cover you said yes yeah but wasn't it 28 nothing at halftime in that game um, let's I see, believe it was game, twenty-eight nothing at halftime. It was twenty-eight nothing at halftime. Yeah. Correct. And so yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and the Dolphins scored in the third quarter. Okay. and no one else scored. But they re- so they really took the pedal off the middle. Although that season they kind of as they, they that team got worse every half the whole season. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So twenty-one. It just the Miami is historically bad, but the Cowboys are not that good. Right. Look, congratulations on beating the Giants in, in Washington. Two of the worst four or five teams in the league. Also. Yeah. When we did our cores uh, before the season, I re- I had the Dolphins as two uh, to to steal a phrase from Mike Lombardi, blue chip players, and that was Laramie Tunsil and Minka Fitzpatrick. And yes. both of those players, uh, one is traded, one probably will be traded, maybe by the time you hear this. Uh, oh, no, he was traded. Sorry, he was. Uh, Jalen Ramsey hasn't been traded yet. Fitzpatrick was traded to the Steelers. Sorry. Um, by the way, insane trade. The Steelers easily could have the eighth pick in the draft, the eleventh pick in the draft. They're they're getting a defensive back who's like a hybrid cornerback safety. Yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick's not going that, that high. They're not doing anything the this year now. The, it, for the Steelers, it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Bill Barnwell pointed out, and I, I I thought the same thing. Why didn't you get Ryan Fitzpatrick also? At the very least, as a backup, <laughs> right? Like to, yeah, the to double Fitzpatrick. 
Yeah, should have got the. Yeah, I mean, you might as well. You need somebody. Yeah, that's not, you know. I mean, he had he had what four interceptions again or three interceptions. No, he, he might be shot. I get. I, there's yeah. probably a fair answer to why they didn't want. First of all, he, his salary I think is high, so who knows how it works with the cap. Yeah. But man, anyway. that trade makes no sense. Like I, I totally get tr- uh, trading a second round pick for a guy like that. I don't get trading a first-round pick that's not, like, the 31st pick. Yeah. No, it makes no sense. So, yeah, Miami at Dallas. That's the third game in a row where I'm picking the underdog um, against the I mean, the Dolphins body. literally have no core. They have no – like, yes, they could rebuild in two years because they have two picks in every round, basically, for the next two years. But, man, they have to they have to nail those picks because, they, I mean, there's no yeah. talent on their whole team. And, by the way, I want to go back to the email that I sent our Dolphins fan uh, when we started our previews in August. And I said, well, this team is just um, trying to, to mail in the season, right, because they're trying to suck for a quarterback next year. He's like, no, 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 they're actually going to try this year. Well, they're, you know, obviously they are tanking more than we've ever seen a team tank. Other than, I guess, the Sixers in the NBA, we've never seen a team tank. The problem is the players are going to quit on floors. As we've discussed, the players want to yeah. get traded, but none of them are good enough to get traded. Yeah. The only ones who have are gone. There's going to be like a real revolt. I don't I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to get ugly yeah. there. All right. Uh, Denver at Green Bay. So Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, you know, has looked good for, you know, basically part of the third quarter against the Bears and then the first quarter against the Vikings. And then other than that, he's been very, very mediocre. And again, he has no more excuses. He can't blame McCarthy anymore. The Bears and the Vikings are two good defenses. Well, he's played two good defenses, and it's not going to lighten up this week because Denver also has a very good defense. So I think Rodgers, yeah. I mean, this is going to, obviously we both, we're both thinking them to win, but Rodgers is going to get hit a bunch of times this yeah, game. By the way, Denver was incredibly screwed in that game. Obviously yeah. the, the, the flag on Chubb was, was an awful call, but yeah. then they never do that where they put the second back on the clock for the field goal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Allen Robinson is running. He falls down with one second. Let's assume for argument's sake that he's down. It was a video game thing where when you press start, the second you're down, like it, but yeah. like Madden 99, like wouldn't let you call timeout for like another, you know, split second. It, th- I mean, I've never like you've never seen in before where even though I agree it was a bad call by the ref, a tenth of a second more that clock hit zero. Like it wasn't yeah. one. I don't it maybe was maybe they should make if they're going to do stuff like that. I actually think the clock should you go to the tenth decimals. of the second, which why not? Yeah, it never yeah. like at least for the fourth quarter, it never made any sense that football clocks don't have that. Do it. Yeah, it was it was impo- Well, I think the answer is because the NFL is intentionally. Like vague and non-specific, oh, of course. Like the way that they mark, you know, the the, the way they mark with the ball. Of course, it's like when it, like you know, to a reference our listeners will get. It's when people complain who watch reality TV complain about like why Survivor and Big Brother like leave things open ended. It's so the producers can do whatever they want later in the year without repercussions. You know, it's the same thing. It's like the, the same reason the WWE can do it. Um, yeah. So Roger Goodell, Vince McMahon. You don't get but, the WWE reference. Yeah. No. But anyways, no, but the the point is that I think that the reason it's not a bigger deal is because the Bears are going places this year and the mm-hmm. Broncos aren't, and so no one cares about Broncos complaints. Right. But that was a much more egregious thing than anything that happened, frankly, in, like, the Saints and I, the Rams game. I love, um, I love going for two when you have a bad team down one. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think, right, we saw it twice this weekend. Nobody had ever uh, gone for two down one in the fourth quarter and lost. And then— in in, the, in until this week, nobody had ever gone for two, hit it. They've su- they've been successful every time. There's no way that's true. No, no, no. You, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Nobody's ever gone for two down one, score, gotten the two point conversion, and then lost the game until this week. Oh, they lost the game yeah. afterwards, and then oh, lost the game afterwards. Because usually you're going for two with yeah. if you're going for two down one, it's with no time left or eight seconds left. Yeah. Well, listen, they didn't know that they were going against Mitch Trubisky and the right. referee. And then it almost so. happened twice on Sunday. Yeah. All right, um, Atlanta. By the way, Trubisky Indy. also, same thing. Uh, bad schedule so far. He's not nearly as bad as he's looked. He'll be yeah. fine. 
and they baby him more than any other quarterback in the league, maybe Darnold. Yeah, but I'm a, I, there's more reason to be nervous about him than like like a Cousins or Matt Ryan or whatever. Well, because he's we, we don't have the track younger record. than them, of course. But yeah, we don't uh, have the track record. I'm definitely nervous. If I'm a Bears fan, I'm extremely nervous. But I, there's definitely some reason for optimism. Yeah, the Bears should be zero and two right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of insane, by the way, that um, you know it, that the uh, that the Detroit Lions, it, you know, could almost have been in first place in this division. If, I mean, I guess not because the Vikings well, playoff teams in the NFC high, more interesting, but. I think, than the AFC right now. And also with the Steelers score of collapsing, it's much more open ended. The Saints throwing the no one in the South has looked good so far. I mean, the Saints are amazing, but yeah. they're before week they're one. I had three teams in that division winning ten so games. I have did. no team in that division winning ten games now. It, I mean that, that see that's Breeze's dream. And remember, there's going to be four more quarterback injuries that are going to change the course of the yeah. NFL. No, Saints season. are going to win that division at nine and seven. I think that's fine. I mean, and by the way, they're not. They're very like they just played the hardest game last week. Like there's no game the Saints can't win with Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not saying they're going to win uh, every game. No, no, I'm saying they're no. going to be competitive against everybody. That team is, like, they're not going to get blown out in Seattle, I don't think. I don't think Seattle's yeah, good enough to destroy them. The The rest of their team is so, so good. By the way, my new take is yeah. that you're going to have three 10-win teams in the NFC uh, West. Yeah, so people are saying that I, you could, if you want to make a case right now. And I don't think Seattle right and San Francisco any good, by the way, but they're banking these wins. San Francisco has two road wins already. If you want to make a case right now that the NFC West is the best division, I'm not going to fight you. No, I'm going to fight you. Why? The South I don't think it is. The South is missing pick. quarterback. The North is missing quarterback for the season. The AFC South is missing a quarterback. What's the best division? The AFC West uh, with the Raiders and the Broncos? I need, to see, I need to see another week or two. I mean, we know what the worst division is. Let's work backwards. The Jets division is the worst division. The NFC East is not the best division, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, your division's really good. The North is good. Uh, yeah. Everyone still the, has the their AFC QB. South. The AFC South is, is very mad. The AFC North is very mad. Yeah, right. Pittsburgh stinks. Cleveland stinks. But if but if there's only one playoff spot in the South, I agree that you know the Niners. I don't think the Niners are good, but like there's no reason why they can't finish nine and seven. Uh, well, you know, I think you bank two road wins. That's very valuable. Maybe. Yeah, I mean the Seahawks. Like I thought they sucked also, but they've been fine. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe the Cowboys and the Eagles both make it. Who knows? Yeah, that's possible. All right, what's the next game? All right, Atlanta at Indy. Uh, you need to explain yourself because you had Atlanta as a favorite in this game. Uh, yeah, I had Atlanta. Indy goes into into the Chargers, a Super Bowl contender in Week One, and they would have won, but for their kicker. Mm-hmm. And then they go on the road against Tennessee. Yeah, I don't think just... Indy sucks. I just think it's crazy for Matt Ryan to be an underdog to Jacoby Brissett. But but Matt Ryan sucks. He's five interceptions. I definitely messed up the spread there, but I'm picking the Falcons to win this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm picking Indy to win this game. The Falcons are one of the teams I think I was wrong on in the preseason. They're they're definitely worse. You than were wrong on all 32 teams. I hope people yeah. just listen to me. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. So that's our first disagreement. Then that's good. Okay. Right. Uh, Baltimore, Kansas City, amazing game. The game of the week. I'd say every game. I, I, you know, I, I, you know, stretch it to include my picks. But every ga- every week this year has had like a A plus game. Houston, New Orleans, because that was my Super Bowl week one. Not looking great for the Super Bowl, but what are you going to do? Then last yeah. week, uh, week two, obviously Jets Browns. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, right. Week two, Rams Saints. That game ends up being a flop because Breeze goes out. And now yeah. Baltimore, KC. I, I think there's no argument that these teams aren't two, you know, the second and third best team in the AFC. Correct. Maybe for all we know, the second and third best team in the NFL. Probably not with Baltimore, mm. but it's possible. 
you know, with, with Baltimore has to play a non bottom three team. Yeah, well, we they are. Division. Let's see. Let's see them. You know, I, I can't imagine that they can't move the ball in Kansas City. It doesn't mean they're going to win the game, but I, I have a yeah. feeling they're going to be able to move the ball. Tyreek Hill goes down. Everybody's like, oh, now Sammy Watkins, you know, a one time number four pick in the draft. He shows his true, you know, that he's a star. Mm-hmm. But then in week two, it wasn't even him. It was, it was Robinson. It was, it was, it was Mecole. It was just like these no Hardman. It doesn't matter. And it, like, he, yeah. he's so good that if you just need guys to run fast. Yeah. Uh, they. How did nine teams miss on Pat Mahomes? Because they, they interviewed him, and they're like, nobody with this voice will ever be yeah. even a starter in the NFL. Yeah, that cartoon voice is hard to believe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Andrew All Luck right, is the uh, same thing. I would have been, if I went for an interview with Luck, I might have traded that yeah. pick. Do you want to pick Baltimore with the road upset here? Or no? I don't. I don't. I know I'm more of a road upset guy than you, but no, KC is too good. I mean, this game is a delight. It's crazy. This is, this is why my life is so stupid. I'm going to watch only the Jets-Patriots game at 1 o'clock. I'm not going to watch... The, yeah. Now I will have multiple screens on, but I will only, and you're going to only watch the Vikings Raiders, which is another atrocious game, and yeah. and I will go back, I will circle back, and and you know, and watch the extended highlights of all these games, and and you know, the red zone during commercials and stuff. But I will watch every play of Jets Patriots, and I'll have multiple screens of every which. That's like really again, like we have. I'd rather be. I don't even want to be a, like a sports fan anymore. The Jets are so bad. The, the Jets and the Mets seasons essentially ended last night. The Mets lost in Coors Field to a guy with a 70 RA with four Z's in his name. Like, why do we do it? It's so stupid. We should, we should start a Chavrusa instead of this every week, Chester. We should just learn the Talmud, me and you. Yeah. This is yeah. a waste of time. The, the Jets are so bad. The Mets are so bad. Yeah. What I mean, but listen, this? the Mets gave you a month of excitement, which you didn't think you were getting. Yeah, Mike Francesa said, it's embarrassing, but in New York, the football team seasons have ended before the baseball season, it's regular season. Yeah, he's not wrong. I mean, they might not win a game other than the, the one they play against each other in November. I was, I'm going to go in for that game, probably. <laughs> the 0-8 Jets against the 0-8 Giants or whatever. Yeah. All right, um, let's talk about... Okay, so the Vikings are going to get healthy against the Raiders. They're going to blow them out, and uh, Cousins will have... But the Raiders are not nearly... They're not, the Raiders are not on the Jets, Dolphins, Giants level. They're like a, yeah. at least one tier up. They're, Tyrell right. Williams but has looked awesome. the Vikings awesome. are still going to win this game. Yeah, yeah they're going to win. They're going to win. Yeah, all right. Uh, Patriots, Unless Jets. this is your week three last year. What was that, week two or three last year? Three, right? The Bills. That the Bills. was week three. This yeah. could be your flop rooney where like Gruden is desperate. Yeah. Actually, similar situation. Week one, the Vikings looked good against a, a playoff yeah. competitor. Then team they the didn't NFC. win against Green Bay. Week two, they went into Green Bay. Their kicker missed a bunch of kicks. They failed to get a win when they outplayed them. And then week three, they came home against one of the worst teams in the AFC. They were massive. Now you're scaring me out of Survivor. It's weird. There's never been as many Survivor options as this week in the history of the NFL because there's like four 20-point spreads. And like this was the obvious game to me before the season. And now it's like, why not just do Dallas over Miami? And then, and, or, yeah. or like, but, well, but then anti-survivor, you're not I'll tell you why Miami. you want to take the Vikings, and I'm not saying I will take the Vikings, but because the Cowboys get to play the Giants at home in Washington at yeah. home, right? Yeah, but or what about anti? Anti-survivor, you probably have to use Oakland. They're not as bad as... Yeah, they have, when, when a team has garbage teams in their division, you have a lot of options. That's true. So, um, yeah. Speaking of garbage teams in the division, Patriots-Jets. Now, this line is only 17 and a half. No, it's gone up to 20, I think, since we spoke. Oh, because I was going to say, this line is way too low. It's in the 20s. And you guessed 14, it, it by might the way. Be 20. So, what were you doing? Harold, I think, just wrote it. So, it was like 21-ish. How did you guess 14? I, I thought I guessed 14 and a half. But, yeah, I guess that's insane. I also, like, thought this was, I guessed that before the Jets played. Like, okay. I thought the Jets would be a little more competent. Uh, and maybe the line would go down a little. Well, you had predicted the Browns to blow the doors off. Yeah, but I didn't think it would be that. I mean, that wasn't an NFL team. That would be more Browns good than Jets bad. That wasn't an NFL team that you saw. They they had like negative 13 yards passing like into like late in the game. 
They couldn't yeah. complete. They went three and out like eighty times. They couldn't. They couldn't do anything. By the way, there's like a an Eli Daniel Jones argument mm-hmm. in the in my fantasy football league group right now. It's a lot of Giants fans. Me. Yeah, these Giants fans are st- like it's still in denial. Who cares? It's Don't incredible. care what what like uneducated like not uneducated but like people who know less than you say about. Yeah, but someone just said we need Chester to consult his charts. He's MIA. Well, they, do they realize they could email you and you'll send back it? You will do the chart and send Wait, it back. Not, the I'm email? actually not only even doing that. I'm reading these and I'm actually replying privately to to specific comments you, on WhatsApp. Well, yeah, because I'm I'm allowed to talk to a friend. I'm just oh, not so you you view that as texted? That's absurd. This is every time I try and write your name on any sort of uh, uh, device, it says Chester. Do you mean cheater? And now I understand why. <laughs> I thought it was just the autocorrect, but now yeah. Chester becoming cheater, I, I get it. Yeah. By the way, it does that to me also, and it's my own effing name. It's you your own. Yeah. By the way, why can't like why can't I just like no no no? Don't ask me that again. I'm never typing the word yeah. cheater, <laughs> except about Sammy, your brother's uh, yeah. uh, fantasy football commissioning. All right, let's talk about Detroit at Philly. Mm-hmm. Detroit, um, so I said you love Detroit. Yeah, their team is fine. The yeah, spread you guess is this insane. is a four and a half point spread. It's I'm an picking the Eagles to win, but the spread is crazy. The Eagles are no. not that much worse. Wentz looked atrocious last week. Uh, yeah, but also to be fair, Wentz had nobody. Right? What are the lines Sean bad Jackson at besides having the, the worst game. coach in the NFL? By the way, I had multiple players on my stupid fantasy team uh, get goose eggs because they got injured in the first quarter. There was a lot of goose eggs. Jackson. OJ, OJ Howard had a big goose egg. A lot of goose eggs yeah, last well, he week. Played the whole the game Eagles game. receivers, yeah, a lot of goose eggs. Um, if you get a goose egg, that sh- you should be allowed to start somebody on Monday night in their stead. Leave you an actual hero. That should be a rule. Um, I uh, uh, So the Jaguars, I uh, someone tweeted about how like Doug Marone, some like big college football Twitter guy, I assume you didn't see this. No, you're actually on Twitter. You're just Twitter. You're just not uh, responding. Yeah. So you did see it. So somebody tweeted uh, that Doug Marone rode Sean Payton's coattails to a college football job. He went 500 in the Big East, got an NFL job, quit that job in 2014, still got paid in 2015, and somehow got another head coaching job. He's about to run into the ground. Now we can all agree that his player management skills are abysmal. It is bad that your best or second best player has to be, you know. basically traded because you got into a fight with him on the sidelines. You don't see Bill Belichick doing that. That being said, he almost took Peyton Manning. Uh, he almost took Blake Bortles to the Super Bowl uh, 20 months ago against the Patriots. He should have won that game. Uh, and he is a much better coach than half the coaches in the league. Like, he's at worst, like, a slightly below average coach. I think he's at least an average coach. You don't think – I mean, we're talking about this now because it's Detroit and Philly. He's not a better coach than Matt Patricia. You wouldn't I mean, rather have him than John coach. Gruden? I, yeah, but think yeah. about how many bad coaches there are. Uh, the coaches in New York, Gase and, Schur- and Shermer. Uh, a, f- a freaking, um, I mean, is Zach Taylor any, any special? Kyle Kingsbury sucks. Patricia sucks. Um, uh, uh, Jay Gruden, John Gruden. Uh, uh, Fangio looks like he might be lost. There's a ton of bad coaches. The, it, Doug Marone is not the, the you know prototypical bad coach. I don't know. You don't agree. I mean, I think he's bad. Nobody's talking about nobody's talking about Vrabel also, but he, the, Tennessee is doing a really good job. Well, they go nine and seven every year. Yeah, but that's not a good team. That's a good job to go nine and seven. That team could go two and fourteen. You wouldn't blink an eye. You know what I mean? Nobody like, oh, they have too much yeah. talent in Tennessee to go two and fourteen. You'd be like, oh yeah, that sounds about right. They suck. Anyway, a Philly winning, but Detroit is a good team. They're not bad at anything. They can pass. They can run. They have a, a, a good run defense, and they have a good secondary. They're not a. They're not. They have no elite player on the whole team. But they are wholly competent. They're the most competent team in the NFL. Um, okay. 
Carolina at Arizona, the other team that was in the tie. Same thing. Arizona is – why is Carolina going to destroy Arizona in Arizona? Carolina's looked awful. Their quarterback is halfway out of the NFL, and Arizona's, Arizona's quarterback is getting better every week. They have legitimate receivers. He's got guys open on every single play. Their defense absolutely sucks. Fine. But Carolina's not might not be able to exploit that the way some other teams can. I'm, I'm picking Arizona to win this game. Um. Yeah, you know what? I agree with you, actually. Kyler Murray right now is better than, than Cam Newton. I, I, I like Cam Newton, but there's something very wrong. Maybe he needed to take the season off. Um, I don't know. Bill Simmons said on his podcast that Michael Vick said this is uh, Cam Newton's last year in Carolina, which is not something we even considered in the preseason. But, I mean, at a certain point, like, he's got to get healthy or figure something out. Yeah, but he was missing. The reason that Tepper and they talked about, you know, not playing Newton this year was not because they wanted to get rid of him. It's because they wanted him to be healthy I for agree. the long term. I agree, term. but at a certain point, like, if he's not, if they conclude that if he will never be, in his thirties sure. and he's and he's it's basically taking it's the running impossible. out of his game, he's yeah. he's still he's still an NFL starting level player, but he's not an elite player who's going to single handedly take you to a Super Bowl again. You know, he has a ceiling. He's he's just another guy at that point. A jag, as uh, Bill Parcells used to say. Um, all right, Giants at Tampa. Uh, Tampa, man, Tampa could be in first place after this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, they're going to win this game, obviously. Yeah, I mean, if Atlanta loses, uh, they're going to win. The Giants are, are a step above the Jets and the Dolphins right now, just because if you hand the ball to Saquon Barkley every play, at least there's like a net positive thing happening, you know? Like the yeah. Jets and the Dolphins don't have that. Oh, maybe the Giants yeah. were right. Maybe Gettleman had an idea when he picked uh, Barkley. <laughs> he knew they were going to suck even with a quarterback, so he may as well get yeah. a special. Well, I mean, that, honestly, that the day they picked Barkley, that's what I told my friends who are Giants fans. I said, listen... You're gonna, you're not, you're not gonna win. You're gonna be terrible. But at least you'll. It was like when the Vikings had Adrian Peterson. They, you know, they weren't other than his one insane year where he, he won the MVP and dragged him to ten and six. Like you're never gonna win because of a running back. But you know, it'll be fun to watch. It's crazy they had the best running back and the most exciting receiver ever, and they were like, nah, we're good. Let's get rid of the. And they were like, didn't have a problem with each other. It's not like they ran each other out of town, as far as I know. You know, uh, Barkley and Odell. Odell, he's not the best receiver in the NFL, but. He literally makes two plays every single game that you've never seen another guy make. It's really remarkable. Yeah. He's like, very there's good. never been another guy like him. It's yeah. crazy. Although what, your defense coordinator thinks he's not good. So, I, I mean, Greg Williams, like, I don't, he's not a bad defense coordinator. He's at worst like a slightly above average coordinator. Like, they were showing like... He's a much better defense coordinator than he is a person. I mean, he's the worst person I think I know. <laughs> he, he's a, he is so exceptionally bad with the media, which doesn't matter in Cleveland. Like, people just laughed when he said stuff yeah. like, you know, yeah. I got nine head coaching jobs, but I chose the yeah. as a defensive coordinator. But in New York, it's literally going to be the cover of a paper that a million people read every single day, and you're just going to suffocate. You're not going to be able to handle it. The New York media will eat you alive and ruin your will to live, and that's what's going to happen to him in two weeks. And Gay's going to yeah. fire him. He's he's. You cannot live with, with Greg Williams. He There is no way Greg Williams has a friend from more than five years ago. Do you know what I mean? He's one of these people that, like, Burns every bridge he's ever encountered in his entire life. It's crazy. Anyway. Um, Carolina, Arizona. Uh, all right. Uh, how many? What are there? Four, four o'clock games this week? Five. Oh, there's five. That's pretty good. There was only three last week. Yeah. I need at least four. You need the quad box. I, I, three is not nearly enough. I understand the, the, the league was trying to just show you Ram Saints, but, the, you know, we, we saw the error of the ways because if that's a bad game, then you're stuck. Uh, all right, Houston at the Chargers is one of the is probably the second best game of the week, right? 
That's a good game. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to expect of these Chargers because they could easily be 0-2 now. Yeah, it's a weird game. I think the Chargers will be able to get in uh, Watson's face and hit him. You could say that about all 16 games that the Texans are going to play. I think I like the Chargers here. I, people are a little down on the Chargers. People are like not including them in their AFC playoff six. I think, especially with Pittsburgh gone and the AFC North looking very possibly like a one-slot uh, team, I think that's a big mistake. I think they're clearly one of the six best teams. They're, they have underwhelmed for sure, but I think as long as Rivers stays upright, I don't like to predict an injury, but I do feel a Rivers injury coming. But as long as Rivers stays upright, uh, they're going to they're gonna, uh, beat the Texans. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess so. I mean, if the Texans can only score 13 against Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Although the Chargers just, you know, they're suffering more and more injuries, right? I mean, D- 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 Derwin's replacement got injured now. Yes. So. Uh, I, Seattle against – I would have picked uh, a Breeze and the Saints to win this game for sure, but Seattle against Bridgewater, I like Seattle. I need to see something from Teddy B just to make me sure that uh, – we're definitely rooting for Teddy B. I think it would be an amazing story if he comes back and plays oh, well. for sure. For, yeah, I mean, I love him, but yeah. But uh, it, you have to be a little nervous. You know, he, he was shaky in his couple passes last year in this one game, and now I don't know. I don't know. Uh I feel like he's gonna be a, like he's gonna be like Byron Leftwich in that he goes like straight to being like an offensive coordinator and like Byron Leftwich literally became an OC in like two years and I feel like everyone loves Teddy Bridgewater I feel like he wants to go into coaching he'll he'll like move rapidly up the ranks but I ne- you need to see something from Teddy B highest paid uh, backup QB in the league Pittsburgh and yeah. San Francisco what a weird oh, if we had told you zero and two two and zero we could have yeah. got like twelve to one odds that it was Niners two and zero even though they do have an easy yeah. schedule. I think the Niners are the anti-Lions. In, their team is not that good, but they have a great coach. Uh, if you switch coaches, the Niners would be 0-2. The Lions would be 2-0. Uh, the Steelers are clearly in win-now mode still after that trade. I don't. I, it, the trade is still baffling. I, I, like, I don't know. Tomlin's not afraid to get fired. Like Tomlin's not going to get fired if they go 4-12 without Roethlisberger. I thought Roethlisberger would say that he's retiring. Chester's checked out his podcast, guys. I thought Roethlisberger would say that he's retiring. Yeah, but um, why would he? Why would he but say he can't. that? No, but too. but now I realize he can't. But I think he's BSing. I think he. You don't think he, so? You think he will retire at the end of the season? I think he's no. I don't think he will retire. I think it's on the table. I think if like he mm-hmm. has a rehab, a bad rehab, I don't know. He said well, he's got two more years under contract. He plans on fulfilling them. That would yeah, take him to I mean, 40. I, I I think he'll be back. But yeah. I mean, it's possible. I mean, I guess what I else know. does he have to do? He's taking it was a non-contact injury. It's I, not like Roethlisberger's like. Exactly well, I hope his elbow. It's not like Roethlisberger. Nothing's noticeable in the video. It's no, I think it was injured beforehand. I think he like oh. uh, it, people were saying that it was a problem before the game. I think with uh, it's not like Roethlisberger's like, well, I'm going to retire now and save my body. Like Ben, don't bother. <laughs> like you're you're gonna like when you're 52, you're gonna look like you're a thousand, right? Like he he yeah. nobody in the history of the league has taken more of a beating than him. I don't I don't think uh, like no offense, Ben, you're setting up your uh, your your kids if you have them for uh, for a good life. But I don't I don't I would just take the beating. Um, all right, Sunday so night football. Uh, oh, so we're, are we? Who are we picking in this game? Niners or, pay, or, or Pittsburgh? Uh, San Francisco. I don't know. I guess. I mean, we just know. I don't know enough about Mason Rudolph yet. I'll pick San Francisco yeah. also. Uh, yeah. Rams Browns is an exciting game. Um, are we skipping New Orleans Seattle? No, I, we we picked we picked New Orleans. Oh. You were just asleep. Oh no! You picked New Orleans to win that game? No, I picked Seattle. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, you were you were not paying sorry. attention. Uh, Rams at yeah. the Browns. I'm obviously gonna have I the Rams. Have a hard out in a couple minutes. Okay, Ra- so let's finish. Rams uh, are gonna win this game. The Browns really were not impressive. The Browns are way, 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 way too talented. Get Freddie Kitchens. By the way, that's another guy who freaking Marone is better than Freddie Kitchens. Already yeah. sucks. I-, I want nothing to do with him. He's awful. Yeah. That team. Bill Belichick would win four Super Bowls with this team. <laughs> like, it's it's ridiculous. Miles in one year. 
what other team has a wide receiver one, an elite running back, a solid quarterback, and a, and a top pass rusher? Yeah. But I love Miles. The Rams. Very good. It's, what, it's the Rams and the Browns. Three sacks. I think he hit yeah. him five times. He knocked out one quarterback. Yeah. Uh, he's a monster. He He's yeah. unblockable. Uh, and yeah. then the Monday night game is an ugly game. Bears at Washington. And you picked Washington to be favored here. Like, Washington stinks. I, I mean, the Bears aren't The Bears aren't going to blow anybody out, I don't think. Yeah, I'm going to have the Bears win this game. But yeah, I, 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 the, the spread is too much. I agree with you. But, um, you know, the year Washington, I, Washington we were, was in the debate. Denver. I think we had them 31. They've definitely moved up into the 20s ahead of the, the two New York teams, the New Jersey teams. They don't even deserve. They could, you could have them in Jersey. They don't deserve yeah. to be called New York teams in Miami. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I have the Bears. All right, Akiva, if you want me to pay uh, more attention, can we uh, change the subject for a second? Uh, yeah, what are you going to talk about? So last night you messaged me and you said, did you see uh, the uh, the roast, the Alec Baldwin roast yet? Yeah, I don't know why. We both like the roast. I feel like they ha- like you could have easily not known it happened. They've lost all of their sort of, not that they yeah. ever had cultural re- relevance, but I don't think anybody oh, cares. It's got cashing up the yin-yang. I don't baby. think anybody cares about us, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I always love the roasts. Um, and this one delivered like they all do. I thought it was great. Yeah, this what was better think? than the last few. They, they, they were they were sort of flopping so hard that I thought they were done. Uh, Baldwin is like a wacky enough character that there's enough jokes about him. It's not like one note completely. Usually the jokes are about like all 10 people on the stage. This roast had actual Robert De Niro as a roaster. Yes. Uh, the mm-hmm. biggest get they've ever had. Uh, no, I mean, I'd rather any comedian than, than uh, any celebrity, but... In terms of jokes about them, you know, they're endless. And Caitlyn Jenner. So I'd say 99% of the jokes were about Baldwin, De Niro, and Jenner. Probably like a third, a third, a third. Maybe Jenner actually had more, which yeah. it's usually mostly about the roastee. And then there was yeah. just like a few... Com- Nikki Glaser went first. In my opinion... She's always great. She in my opinion, incredible. she was... Because when you see a comedian go and then other people afterwards, she was so much better than everyone. They also showed a lot more of her. You could tell if someone kind of sucked if they only show like... A few jokes, whereas Glazer got like her whole set in. It seemed. Uh, yeah, I but th- by the way, I think it's a little unfair. Like she hit it out of the park for sure. Going first is a, a is a start. massive advantage. And yeah, yeah, because none of the jokes had her. Like later. some of the other jokes are really good, but they're already sort of premises that have been said three times. Yeah, like Ken Jong has a small penis. We heard that a hundred times. Yeah, uh, Ken Jong yeah. wasn't great. I didn't think. Uh, yeah, but he's never, honestly. Did you watch his stand-up special? No, I don't think he's good in, in almost... I mean, he's an okay actor. I don't yeah. think he's, like, ever good in this stuff. He, he's I, not I like agreed a with whoever whoever said, like, I didn't know that they allow... Um, <laughs> uh, what, what was the line about him? I don't know, but you probably shouldn't repeat I, it. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize they filmed... Yeah, all right. Uh, Blake Griffin... Well, my favorite thing, yeah. by the way, about Nikki Glaser was... You know, one thing that annoys me, like a roast is supposed to be all the way in. You're roasting them. Yeah. No sentimentality. No Moose Johnson. Yeah. And and a lot of roasters will end up and say, but in all seriousness, I just want to say you're a good friend and thanks for putting up with us or something yeah. like that. Despite the, Glazer, the famous thing is like, despite everything I've just said. Yeah, exactly. And so Nikki Glazer completely reversed that. She said like, um, you know, in all seriousness. And then she looked like she was heading on the earnest note. And then she went the other way. Well, they all and do I that. that no, most good. of them do that. Most no, of them do she fake did it earnest. Much better. No, but she well, yeah, did much she's better. a comedian. Um, I thought yeah. Blake Griffin, who's clearly been trying to bring in the comedy for the second half of his NBA yeah. career, was fine. Yeah, uh, which is tough to do in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, did Jeff Ross the closer? By the way, they make him the closer because you know degree of difficulty. Yeah. Uh, actually, the MC uh, Sean Hayes was real good. Uh, he got more he jokes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he got yeah. more jokes in than most MCs. They they aired a lot of his stuff. I guess yeah. the Nero became close with Baldwin uh, because they do. Trump and Mueller together on um, 
Well, I'm SNL. sure they were friends decades earlier. Must that. be. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's still a weird get. I mean, it was for charity. Like they had Lady Gaga uh, via satellite, you know, say something or, you know, via tape yeah. bit, say something for. I, I don't know if all the money was for charity. I mean, Baldwin has like 80 kids, so he's got to pay. He, the bills. He's like a, he, he really is, you know, and I, I'm sure I've mentioned this on this podcast before, like, you know, like the, the two times I met him in real life. But he's a monster. Like he's. A oh, everybody person. says this. Yeah. That's not like a, a hot take. But he's yeah. also like lived like the most interesting career of almost anybody in Hollywood. Yeah. He's like he goes between the A-list and the Z-list like regularly. Yeah. You know, But what I'm saying is I think it's interesting because like, um, you know, when they had when they had um, uh, Bruce Willis, for example, they you know, Bruce Willis, I don't know what kind of relationship he has with Demi Moore. But Demi Moore was there and all his kids were if there. If Demi Moore was there, then the answer is pretty decent. Well, but the point is none of you know none of Alec Baldwin's famous brothers were there. None of his brothers Alec were Baldwin's there. Alec Baldwin's famous ex-wife is not there. Not there. Right? Like these people were all so, you know, that I think that says something. Yeah, his wa- his current wife there. is there and um and his daughter was a surprise guest and she was pretty funny. Ireland, yeah. Um, by the, I think well, that was one of De Niro's jokes, like how it's not hard for Baldwin to play Trump because that he based. But I mean, I, I said this. I mean, I, I think I've said, I said this year when I when he first came to my class in law school. I said like, oh, the character he plays Jack Donaghy in Thirty Rock, that's exactly who he is in real life, except the politics are flipped. Right. But yeah, but that's exactly who he is. I also love, by the way. So like David Spade was in the crowd, which I guess you sort of expect. They, but LD was in the crowd. Did you notice that? LD got one. They sh- they they showed a shot. Yeah. Of LD really. Reacting. Jeff Ross made a Caitlyn Jenner joke. I mean, it's probably fun I, to go to, except for the fact that I think they cut a lot of stuff. It's, it's probably like seven hours. It probably long, drags, yeah. but it is a, probably a fun yeah. event to go to. Yeah, I think I think the Jeff Ross joke that they showed LD, LD was you're an inspiration to transgender Republican Olympic decathlon uh, medal winners everywhere. What, and then they showed LD. Yeah. Do you know that? Um, uh, the only thing I was thinking, like, because. I don't think there was anything off limits. They went after his whole family. But they didn't make a single Caitlyn Jenner driving joke that I remember. What's the driving? Uh, what she, she like, killed a person while driving, like, two oh. years ago. <laughs> and, like, I thought that would be half the jokes. So I wonder if it was off limits. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, how Trump, you weren't allowed to make fun of the fact that he wasn't as rich as he said. Yes, he yes. You were allowed to make Everybody fun of his kids. But yeah. that was his one thing. Yeah. So I don't know. And Caitlyn Jenner wasn't even... Uh, uh, the roasty, but I guess like she's there. She, you know, she's a big name. I mean, yeah, and she's low hanging fruit. Yeah, like she's Chris, there for a reason. Chris yeah. Red, uh, not famous enough to be there. Sorry. Oh, well, hold on, but that's another example. So yeah, so none of Baldwin's kids are there. Uh, his ex-wife isn't there. His brothers aren't there, and his um, and nobody from SNL. As Chris Red said, like you've been coming to SNL, you know, for thirty years. Yeah. And the only person from SNL is me. Yeah, like he could have, you could make a case like Lauren should have been there, like you know, someone like yeah. All right, nobody yeah, came. Well, Lauren doesn't do this stuff. Of course yeah. not. Uh, uh, Chris yeah. Red, Carolyn Reed. I have no idea why she was there. Is she friends with? Well, because she's friends with him, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Or you know, a lot but of times, I, yeah, uh, someone she, really. What has she done since I Dream of Dreams? Almost always, what happens is uh, Sabrina Teenage Witch. Not I Dream of Dreams. Almost yeah, always, uh, what happens sorry, with these things is a bigger name pulls out last second. That's probably where Carolyn Ray yeah. came from. That's probably where Carola came from. Uh, Alec Bolt, when I you know. When I used to listen to Corolla's radio show before his podcast, which was much better than what his podcast started, and now his podcast is obviously unlistenable, um, uh, he he would mention all the time, like Baldwin would call in like on the regular line. Like Baldwin was a diehard fan of Corolla, uh, like dating yeah. back to Loveline. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Baldwin asked for a Corolla. But Corolla was so washed. It was almost sad to see. It was sad. I mean, like his Crocs joke. I, I heard that joke from him. He's 10 years been ago. saying the same joke for ten years. Nobody gets up there and does a stand up set. And Jeff Ross, who's like an actual like, if Coral got married today, would be invited to his wedding. Like an actual friend yeah. of his said, like threw him under the bus. Threw him under the bus and said, like, yeah, you sucked. Like it wasn't even yeah. a joke. It wasn't even planned. Like he yeah. really, he really sucked. 
It was yeah. His li- I think his line was uh, Adam. Women are funny, and maybe should have hired some to write jokes. Yeah, he was really bad. Um, yeah. And also, by the way, so I, you know, I was a religious Corolla, po- like from the very first episode of Corolla's podcast, I listened every single day religiously for years mm-hmm. and years. And and then and you know, and he was sort of a right wing crank, but that was not the dominant part. Plus, of politics his weren't person. like the big, yeah, weren't so, you weren't a big like political uh, podcast. I mean, pod- like a yeah. podcast issue then. Yeah, and I, I would like it was easy to stay apolitical. He was yeah, he was non. Political. I would say he was non political on. Uh, on his ra- I so basically I started listening to the podcast because he Bill Simmons would always talk about how great his radio show was, yeah. uh, but you'd have to be home to watch it because it yeah. was on in L.A. But pretty early on, they started uh, cutting it into. I don't even know if like they realized they did it at first. They would cut the whole radio show into twelve segments, cut out the commercials, so it was like two and a half hours, and put it on iTunes. So it was a podcast uh, that they never mentioned, but it just happened to go to iTunes, and I found it. So I listened to it the next day. It was like my first podcast. It's like 2007. Um, every day. I would listen like both ways at a long commute. And that's what I would do. I would just listen to his show. And it was structured yeah. because he had like a bunch of producers. The second he got his radio sh- his podcast, and he would always talk about how much better it was, this 2009, it was substantial. Yeah. By week three, like the first week it was like Simmons and Kimmel. By week three it was like... Uh, it was like Jack from Jack in the Box, the L.A. chain restaurant. And it was like, oh, yeah, like it's just a bunch of incompetence here. And it was, in my opinion, unlistenable by like month two, even though it obviously exploded oh, for a couple I, years. I listened for years. I really liked it. Now, also, I, I hadn't been familiar with him basically since Loveline. He right. dropped off, you know, my for years. And so it took me a little while to catch up to hear all the stories. But yeah, he tells it, the it, same you know, the same stories yeah. every day. For and he definitely he definitely okay. leaned into uh, and and I, I I saw this happening towards the end when I quit him, which is basically he realized there was an avenue there to to become yeah. the the sort of the right wing comedian. And I also think News. like that's probably how we feel. You know what I mean? You don't do that if you're like a Democrat. No, he always he always felt that uh-huh. way because he would talk about it from time to time. But he decided to lean into it more and more. Yeah, as, and you can hear how uh, Simmons and Kimmel and and cousin Sal, yeah. who like actually love him. But yeah, but, but sort of like don't really Sarah respect Sarah Silverman him. also. Yeah, like yeah. they don't actually respect him anymore. But, but now he's leaned into it so far that when he came on this stage and that was he wasn't on Fox News, but every single thing he said belonged on Fox News. He's like incapable of being anybody else. He was yeah. He's just talking about social justice wars, which I didn't even realize like that's yeah. what he's doing all day. I mean, I assume yeah. he's having like Ben Shapiro on and people like that. Um, well, I mean, Milo Yiannopoulos, but yeah. <laughs> did he really have Milo? I mean, pr- I assume before, like, he was deplatformed. He he was having Milo on so much that Brian Cranston, who was a friend of his, said, like, you have to stop bringing this guy on. And then he basically ignored Cranston. I don't know if he's still. Yeah, no, I know Cr- I know Cranston, David Allen Greer, who are, like, the main guys who would come on. In- have intervention. S- have, stopped, yeah. have stopped going on. Um, yeah. uh, he would also, like, it was a terrible show. Like, he would have, um, he would, he would uh, have, like, a big guest on. And I'd be like, ooh, it's like Jesselnik or someone. And then the guest, because he's such a big talker, like the guest would literally say three words. And then the next day, like the guest would do another podcast and be like, oh, yeah, I'm never doing it again. Like he literally didn't let me speak once. Why was I there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. So the, uh, the roast was pretty funny. Uh, any other things worth mentioning? Um, no. You know, I think I think the roast is worth watching. Though. Yeah, it was it was good. It was worth watching. Yeah. If you like I, but I thought Nikki Glaser was one and I thought Corolla was last. That was my that was my takeaway. Oh, are we ranking them from best to worst? Yeah, well, I think Glazer was. I mean, we don't have to rank all. Glazer's obviously number one. Yeah, I'd say Jeff Ross is number two, but he's always great. Yeah, Ross right? is really good. Uh, he usually yeah, has a bigger um, shtick. Like he came out as Joe Paterno once. Like he always has a. Yeah. He, he didn't have that much of a shtick this time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There. Th- what's it called? Uh, the truth is, Baldwin. They they went so hard on like the the voicemail thing, which I had forgotten about until they mentioned it. 
Uh, wow. But it seemed like there was actual, like, somewhat, I don't want to say disdain. I think he does have a relationship with his daughter. But, like, it, I'm sure it's, like, a weird, like, he gave her, like, he, they, he heard, like, hundreds of horrible jokes about himself. But the only one he gave the finger to was his daughter's joke. He gave his daughter the finger. Well, his daughter, and I thought she was acting, and I thought she did a good job. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe she was being sincere. But she acted like she really hates his guts. I don't think so. But I don't think because I was when I was watching, I went to her Instagram and she's posted him a bunch of times. Yeah, she doesn't show up. Oh, she's probably getting paid. But she doesn't post him on Instagram in in 2019. You know, every couple months. Here's my dad. If uh, if she doesn't like him, exactly. Yeah, but I thought that's why she did really good because yeah, she um, and I thought that um, actually De Niro did really good. Yeah, yeah, De Niro. Someone said, "Hey, like De Niro," because De Niro, I think, like doesn't even know his lines on SNL anymore. Uh, But he must have like practiced all week. I mean, he is like an immortal actor. To be fair, the lines on SNL are written 10 minutes yeah, before right, shows exactly. up. So. It's actually easier. If yeah. you have a one week, you can just practice all day. He's Robert De Niro. He can handle it. But yeah, yeah. he did not have any yeah. sheets, and he had a lot of jokes, and he, he was actually pretty funny. And I'm sure he fired every yeah. agent you know, he's ever had after that. <laughs> also, he just went through a divorce, so like maybe his yeah. wife was, well, the one was telling him not to do this stuff. Yeah, but that was referenced a lot. Yeah. All right. Anything else? All right, Keith. Now, uh, enjoy uh, another Jets loss this week. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. What a Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.